Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is a Force Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsack for another edition of the big show, the main show, the superstar destroyer of our fleet, the gold cloak of our big evil outfit. This is Force Center. 
<laughs> Fulfill your destiny. With me, giggling already, is Joseph Scrimshaw and Jennifer Landa. Yeah, that was, that was beautiful. Right. You, you started out with like all this energy. Yeah. It's just an attack, and then it seemed like you were going to wind down into evil. That's that what I always gold do. Gold robes. I always wind down into evil. <laughs> it's, it's what I do. It's the way of what things. I do. It's your Guys, destiny. We are back. We are back uh, talking news. Uh, we also uh, we all set a, celebrated Halloween, and Jennifer, you survived oh Halloween. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Your your Star Wars outfits for both <laughs> humans and dogs. Yeah. Was uh, was well represented all over the internet. It was. Yeah. People liked it, and that yeah. made me feel so happy. Yeah, a lot of a lot of Star Wars dot com representation on yeah. their Twitter and their Instagram, right? Yeah, yeah, that was so exciting that people really responded to it uh, and and liked the costumes. Yeah, and uh, I spent so much time on those costumes. I didn't have time to make my daughter her costume. I attempted to, <laughs> and I, I she told me that she wanted to be a mermaid with a tail, and I just right. was like. F this. And we went to the Disney store the morning of on Halloween Halloween and got her a mermaid costume. I, Thank you, Disney store. I love realistic parent stories. Of, oh, yeah. <laughs> my daughter wanted to be a mermaid. And I was like, F this. I'm going to Disney. Um, but, yeah, you did such a great job. And, uh, Thank you. It was, it was proud of that. I, at one point, someone had tweeted out, like, a picture of the, uh, the kid dressed as Lando. Yes. Which is your creation. But it had, like, come, it had become a picture unattached to you at one point. Yeah. So I kind of yeah. got protective and territorial. I was Thank like, that's you. Jennifer's. <laughs> Jennifer <laughs> knows that child. Yeah. <laughs> she put that costume that. on that yeah. child. Yeah, it became yeah. kind of like a meme. Yeah. And I was like, hey, wait a minute. Uh, well, there's an article that goes with that. Yeah. <laughs> what was your, your Vader lady one that you put in the little the short video with uh, yeah. the dog, dog destroyer, which yeah. is kind of my favorite. Uh, I mean, no offense to any other great porgs yeah. dog <laughs> costume, but the dog destroyer is a, but then you had this cool, like, Lady Vader costume. What was that about? That is actually made by her universe. It's, mm. it's a dress, a regular yeah. dress with a cape attached. It, and it's just like, it's like uh, everyday cosplay. Yeah. Okay. I love that. She makes great clothes. Yeah. So it's just for fun. Her, well, her, uni- her universe is great because it's taught me a lot about how I was a, a young, privileged Star Wars fan in the 80s with a lot of options for me as a boy. Because every time I see her universe stuff, I'm like, gosh, I really want some of that. Oh, wait. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's, designed, yeah, <laughs> it's designed to turn the tide as it should. And uh, yeah. yeah, there's so many cool, cool things on there. Um, so great stuff. Joseph, you and I didn't dress up. Yes, no, uh, yes, I did. You yeah. did? I did. I it was emotionally challenging for me. Why? And I made it wow. through. Oh, I don't need to go into all of this. Just because I'm used to doing theater and it has always felt weird to me to dress up and not perform. Because mm. it feels like I'm wearing a joke that I'm saying <laughs> the whole night and I'm going up to each individual person going like, eh? Hello, eh? Joke, eh? <laughs> but that's my neurotic thing. I went to two Halloween parties on Saturday night of that weekend. Then I went to a uh, uh, Halloween party wow. at uh, my friend invited me to at DC Comics that she works yeah. and that was really cool and fun wow. and I put uh, I had my Jedi robe and I had a, a lightsaber right. to attach to my belt but I didn't have anything else to wear underneath it to make it better so uh, I wrote on a piece of muslin and Sarah whip stitched it to my shirt that just said very basic Jedi I love uh, it and love people it. enjoyed it very very much Good. awesome they did some double takes and the, yeah the Jedi is powerful I did not dress up I'm the only one <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ah, humbug indeed. No, uh, it was a good time. But uh, uh, Star Wars uh, Halloween Adventures, we'll we'll catch up next year. Maybe I will dress up like a porg next year. Don't hold me to that. (laughs) Other things going on. Uh, I am uh, all caught up on Star Wars Rebels. Uh, We will be able to discuss that probably a little more detail after the first half of this final season ends. And that would be with next week's episode, Rebel Assault. 
Uh, a lot of cool stuff going on. Uh, we've had, I, I hate using that filler word. It's kind of dismissive of a lot of hard work that goes into the show. But uh, the last couple, you know, been setting up. We'll call them setups. Yeah. Um, but uh, they're they're definitely building towards something and some some sinister stuff on Lothal that I know you guys haven't caught up quite as, as yet, right? Uh, yeah, I, I saw the, the Lothcat stuff. The first part the of it, right? The first part of it, yeah, yeah, yeah with the, the Defender and everything. Yes. And the introduction yeah. to the Lothwolf. Yes. That was all great. I really, really enjoyed that. It g- yeah, that continues. Yeah, that continues. That the stuff of, that's being broadcast as yeah. we record. Yeah, yes, yeah. as we record. So, uh, and and that stuff's interesting. Awesome. There's something going on on Lothal, and we'll find out. Oh, we'll find yay. out. But one thing we definitely want to talk about because we're all fans of it here, and uh, I know. Uh, uh, some some of you out there might not fully be on board, but we love Forces of Destiny. We think it's really good, uh, and there was a, a big one that we want to talk about that, that kind of uh, puts mm-hmm. some characters together. Well, there's a couple. We got to see Jin and Sabine and that kind of stuff, but man, Hera, Chopper, Han, Chewie, Endor... This is big stuff, Jen. It was big stuff. An Ewok dinner party. <laughs> I looked at that opening scene where they're setting the table and their little feast. I'm like, yes, please. Can I join? <laughs> and then I see that they're about to roast the stormtroopers. Spoiler. Yeah. Uh, and I'm like, oh, maybe <laughs> I don't want to be a part of that. Bonking them on the head. It's a good morality that. lesson for you. Of was, like, yeah. This is where I draw the line with my Ewok friends. Yes. Much like Leia does. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that, it was great appearance by Hera. Yeah. Big stuff, Joseph. Of crossing these streams here, of yeah. these characters from different eras. Well, yeah. not different eras, but different properties. You know? Yeah. No, I thought it was. Yeah, hair is pretty firmly established, and even more so now that yeah. she's around. Then, but yeah. I like that it focused on the Ghost uh, Falcon rivalry. Yeah, they're both mm-hmm. cool, kind of beat up underdog ships. I thought it was really interesting that they still made the point of saying at the end, like, but everybody knows the Falcon is better. It was almost like they turned to the cameras like, don't yell at us. We're not saying the ghost is better than Falcon. But I was all there. The reason I was excited to talk about yeah. this at all is that whole Ewok PSA yeah. of just directly addressing the, like, but they are murder bears. Mm-hmm. And I loved, like, the cruelty when Leia's like, we treat our captives with kindness and then just whack the trooper in the head. The trooper the head. Awesome. They're like, no, no, we just, we beat them with spoons. Yeah, that's us. That's us here in the Ewoks. <laughs> that's how we roll as yeah. Ewoks. Yeah, I, 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 lo- I love the episode. I love the idea that Hera and Chopper and the ghosts go on, at least them, uh, you know, Zeb. Ominously not present in a lot of his stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So it's set up, and I wouldn't expect that uh, at all, but... But it's really good. Did you guys? Uh, how did you take the the kind of the the version of Han here? Mm. Uh, that's one of the critiques I, I heard is uh, is well, that's not Han. He would never back off the Falcon there. But I thought it was handled number one with a bit of a wink and a nod, like you said, Joseph. Absolutely. Like, hey, yeah. calm down. And also, yeah, you know, Han gets himself into tough situations, and he knows what he needs to do to get out of it. Yeah, this exactly. is Ewok Bridge Han. This is when he makes yeah. his gruff man noise and says ah, and then realizes he's being a jerk and turns yeah. around. He's he's in a period of a adjustment in his relationship with Leia and trying new things. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I liked it a lot. I thought the voice actor was great. Yeah, 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 yeah. He really just fit in perfectly. I don't know if it's the same one that does Old Han, but the one, the Trouble, Tracker Trouble episode. Mm, I thought it was really good, Grumpy Old Han. Yeah, Yeah, it was good, too. It was good to hear Grumpy Young Han. And I like that the Ox didn't actually learn a lesson. All the Forces of Destiny (laughs) is about learning a lesson. It's just, they just give them other food. Right. And as soon as the Rebels leave, 
They're still going to eat that stormtrooper. They're going to be murder bears. They're like I little Kit Kats, those rations. They look delicious. Well, we are, yeah. like I said, we're fans of Forces of Destiny. Forces, Forces of Destiny? Forces of Destiny. Uh, we hope you guys are, too. Consider checking it out and uh, let us know what your thoughts are and uh, who else will survive from the Rebel Ghost crew. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. But now it's time to dive into news. This is our chance as a Force Center crew to talk about some news items that might be a slightly uh, older things, but we haven't had a chance to sit down and talk about it or some new stuff hot off the presses and jennifer what do we have well things that were uh, riling up the twitter universe this <laughs> this morning in fact uh was according to cnbc 21st century fox has been in talks to sell most of its company to disney fox is said to be looking to sell its entertainment division in order to focus more on news and sports content but if you thought we'd finally get that x-men versus avengers movie or blu-rays of the unaltered versions of the original trilogy mm-hmm. they Again, I'm sorry to report that the talks between the two companies have stalled. So it was like a few hours that people were getting really excited. Were you guys excited by this news or were you frightened, as some people were saying, by the power that Disney is passing? Yeah, I was Terra happy, <laughs> terrified and happy. That's yeah, I mean, there's, there's, yeah, there's all sorts of these exciting things. Like, and I wish that they would just sell them the fanfare mm. and nothing yes. else, because I think that's as a Star Wars fan, <laughs> yes. the main thing I want. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we're reading all these books, all these stories of the uh, Empire taking all the dunium, yeah, taking all the resources, and going, "That's so evil." I'm like, eh, yeah. you know, the real world. Oh, yeah, yeah it's uh, it, it was the. Uh, yeah, so like the, the fanfare crossed my mind, and I think we got some tweets as well. But also uh, the the DVD, the New Hope, mm-hmm. the release rights, and everything with Fox. That that'd be interesting. But yeah, the, the reality, the business wise, uh, studio collapsing is not a great thing. There's a lot of jobs affected by that. And yeah, the idea of you know, I, I came up in the world of radio in the '90s where deregulation had happened, and like big giant companies came in and and. Uh, I'm not against big companies as a gut reaction, but I, I see the bad side of it and the clear channels and all those kind of things really kind of help destroy that industry. So, yeah, that 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 kind of would worry me. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. And I don't need Iron Man to be in my Star Wars and, and my X-Men. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. Crossing the streams. Yeah. I mean, there is a little bit of just like, you know, the more studios, the more uh, gatekeepers who might yeah. greenlight something like Star Wars. Yeah, in the future. Yeah, oh, we need a, we need a new Star Wars. We need a we need a a new Star Wars, but we need a new Star Wars like <laughs> property. Yeah. Someone else needs a shot there. But uh, yeah, but and that, that also Jennifer was a story that had a weird life because uh, uh, the story broke, and then Collider we uh, we rushed to make videos. All right, I, let's uh, do this and that, and then with an hour, the story was kind of dead because. Yeah. CNBC or uh, 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 Bloomberg was like, nah, not going to happen. Yeah, that so, was a crazy The hour news hour. cycle that we live in. Exactly. <laughs> well, speaking of the original Star Wars, uh, Star Wars costume designer John Molo has unfortunately passed away at the age of 86. Star Wars was actually the first film that John Molo was a costume designer on. Mm. Mr. Molo uh, designed such iconic looks like Princess Leia's flowing dress, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi's Jedi robe, and of course, Darth Vader's intimidating Helmet and black cloak. You know, when I think about these things, it's like I cannot imagine what Star Wars would be without those legendary costumes. How much he contributed. We really take that for granted, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think that it's cool to celebrate the people like him that that we don't focus on as much Mm -hmm. and that there are all these great people who really made Lucas's vision shine. And it 
we talk about a lot. If it didn't, if it didn't look and sound cool, mm-hmm. that's yeah. a big part of the attraction, and it was you know back in the day. So people who helped make that should be celebrated, like this gentleman. Yeah, there's so many parts to to why this worked. Um, you know, Lucas calling Williams secret sauce of Star Wars is one thing. Ralph McQuarrie, I think a lot of this doesn't happen if Ralph McQuarrie doesn't oh, step yeah. in and, and and visualize for some people what it would look like. You know, help visual help them visualize. Um, yeah, something like this uh, is this a tr- in truth a name I'm not overly familiar with. You know, it's just kind of like in uh, in the back of your mind. And but yeah, I, I think of things like if it had been done different and how you know there's a fine line between so silly and that British crew when they were shooting over in Pinewood were like, what is this silly little space thing they're doing? There's a fine line between this working and not working, and this is this and this gentleman are one of the reasons it did. Yeah. So, yeah. He has like a great quote uh, about, we didn't think it was going to be released. Like I had a good time working on it, but we just thought mm. this is really weird. This <laughs> right. will not actually be released anywhere ever, but I'm right. making a little bit of money. And then to be like a couple years later, he won the Academy Award. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And his, and the troopers and Vader were on the stage with him. And just to remember that that's the spirit that Star Wars yeah. comes from yeah. is really powerful. Mm. I love too that someone it could make some decision, you know, uh, on a set somewhere. Let's let's hang this cape this way, and that now is something we study as Star Wars lore and <laughs> canon. Yes. You know, yeah. uh, fascinated by that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. A lot of improvisation and, and doing things on the fly back yeah. back then. Um, well, now talk about this has come a long way from that mm-hmm. to now be. St- Don, and what went into making this crazy creature that I love? Um, so thanks to Mark Noop, I hope they pronounced that correctly, and Mike G on Twitter, I read a fantastic interview with Nick Kellington, the actor who brought Bistan from Rogue One to life. Nick gave a great behind-the-scenes look at the filming of Rogue One, including how he auditioned with Paul Casey, who mm. played Admiral Raddus, and Tim Rose, who, of course, is uh, the legendary Admiral yeah. Akbar. Oh, that was such a great little moment that he shared. Nick also talked about portraying Bistan and how it really was a team effort that included a makeup artist blending the creature's face directly into Nick's face with prosthetic applications and paint around his eyes. And then once he was in the full space monkey, whatever, hair and makeup, (laughs) a a puppeteer would actually operate Bistan's facial expressions. Uh, It's absolutely incredible how many people it took to bring this character to life. Yeah, I just was so surprised. Also, too, when I read the interview, how much testing they did with him. What did you guys Mm. make of that? I mean, basically, we didn't see that much Bistan on screen. But they did so much testing and auditioning and all this stuff. I mean, was that just Gareth Edwards or is that the process nowadays? I mean, I think it's a, I don't want to put it on Gareth, but that seems a little bit like his style because that's what you hear. Like, that's why some of those shots made uh, made it into the trailers that weren't in the movie because he was like, ah, that looks like a cool shot. Yeah, the thing about them uh, kind of rehearsing a, a war room meeting yeah. like makes me wonder if, if Bistan could have been what Radis was to be. You know, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that would have been amazing. Or, yeah, if, you know, Bistan would have, could have been in there more yelling and screaming at Senator Noah Jabel yeah. for being a whiny little jerk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I but the, the description in there of basically, can you play Star Wars for me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you pretend you're yelling at a meeting? Can you pretend you're in a blast, you know, blaster fight rolling around, yeah. just getting dressed up as a space monkey and rolling around? That yeah. sounds so awesome. Yes. Yeah. And I think it's like, I think mm-hmm. that's normal up to a point. But it sounds like Gareth Edwards kind of fell in love with the space monkey. He's like, who knows? Maybe he'll be a subplot. Maybe he'll have a romance story. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right, yeah. Yeah. But it 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 is fascinating. And what goes into, yeah, look, uh, Paul K, like, 
our friend Stephen Stanton is uh, is the voice of Radis. He makes Radis alive, and I call him Radis. But I, yeah, Paul Casey's in there, and there's other people working on things. So it, 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 the amount of effort to make all these things work in the, uh, the not, every movie, but Star Wars in particular, so always impressive. I love yeah. the behind the scenes stuff. Me too, and I love creatures, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which segues into our next uh, bit, which is Neil Scanlon, who is a head of the creature depa- uh, workshop uh, at Star Wars, revealed that the caretaker creatures and porgs are distant relatives. Mm. He told Empire Magazine mm. that the caretakers are an extrapolation from the porgs but are a more developed species. He also said that those mysterious-looking crystal foxes have crystalline fur because, quote, they've taken on the very surface of the planet they live on. Mm. If I feel like people are talking about the mysteriousness of, this, of these crystal foxes. Is right. it just because they're cool-looking or is there something more? Yeah, I don't think there's anything more. Ah, yeah, yeah. I, I think on. I think they're really cool, and we, yeah. uh, as a fan base, uh, love to uh, crawl into those corners and wonder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think I think yeah, I'm with Joseph. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think they're cool creatures in the environment. But for now, but as the Star Wars story spins on, who knows? Ooh. Twenty years from now, <laughs> the Crystal <laughs> Foxes—they yeah. may be all Mighty Kyber. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Flashback to a podcast in 1977 <laughs> with uh, that trash. Uh, that trash is just a monster. It doesn't have a name. It doesn't have a name, it's nor is it force sensitive. Yeah. Why does it want to kill Luke? Because he's there. Who yeah. cares? Yeah. <laughs> right. Do you guys think also that they're kind of like sharing all these tidbits just because we want to know, and they're kind of just like getting us excited? Because I'm just wondering how much we're going to see these these creatures on screen. Yeah, uh, you, know? you talk about with porgs in general, yeah, with or porgs, specific, or with the, the caretakers, caretakers with the crystal foxes. Is it literally going to be like you know thirty seconds? Thirty seconds. The yeah. foxes I could see being just like a scamper across the field. I think we might have seen it all yeah. with yeah. the foxes already, possibly. Yeah, yeah I think so too. Uh, uh, caretakers be interesting. I hope Luke has a really weird conversation with him. I think there's got to be some little moment. I, I yeah. predict that they're going to be Ugnot level. Okay. Where they're okay. like, they're featured in multiple scenes and they have at least one memorable interaction yeah. where they're annoyed with the main character. Oh, Luke, Luke in particular. You can't <laughs> check out that book, Luke. It's <laughs> from our Jedi library. Uh, it would be great if they still like actually spoke like the porgs too, but like really, really high pitched. <laughs> I love it. I love it. There's a, in this Scanlon article, there's some, there's little spoilers. Yeah, there's a spoiler. There's just, I would say it's straight up more detail of plot that I had not known about. We will, we will save it for our listeners. I know we're getting close and a lot of listeners are, you know, some even writing us going, love you guys. I'm going to back off a little bit to the movie. I totally respect that. Understand. But yeah, this, uh, this article has a little bit, a little bit going on there on Mm -hmm. uh, some plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll we'll refrain. Yeah, a um, loose lip Scanlan. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that later too. Uh, <laughs> but somebody else. Um, so let's talk about the future of Star Wars. Let's and baby porgs. Kathleen Kathleen <laughs> <laughs> Kennedy recently got a Twitter a tweetin' when she told Andy <laughs> Gutierrez of the Star Wars show that we will see a baby porg, uh, also known as a porglet, mm. in the Last Jedi. She also said that they are currently sitting down now and talking about the next 10 years of Star Wars stories. So what is the future? Kathleen Kennedy said that Star Wars will continue characters like Rey, Finn, and Poe, but they also want to explore places that we haven't been to yet because it's a vast galaxy, so the possibilities are endless. So for people complaining that Star Wars is only focusing on you know Han Solo or Darth right. Vader, I thought that Kathleen Kennedy's response was very telling that we're going to definitely be going to new places with new characters in the films, perhaps? In the TV show? I don't know. What do you guys think? 
Oh yeah. I mean, I think certainly like that is a the great statement for her to make. And obviously it's true. Like we, you know, have our various sources and, and we're mm-hmm. relatively convinced that Obi-Wan and Jabba are in development. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean they're made. Right. So, right. you know, there, there really isn't that much, you know, on the docket. And I, I do trust that there'll be a lot of new stuff. The Ray and Poe and Finn stuff, I think is the most interesting quote from that. Cause that makes me think like, are they going to do standalone movies with these characters right. after in order to get some more mileage after off the trilogy? Mm-hmm. That, that's interesting. Cause in, in talking about this, uh, last week, yeah, like I hadn't thought about that possibility of of Ray story of one, you know, just yeah. like that mm. story. I could see that. I could be interesting interested in that because you know Daisy Ridley, just in particular, is just just shines on the screen there. So uh, maybe there's something that's just about her, and I, I could be interested in that. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I know continuing the saga with ten, eleven, twelve. Some people want that. Some people don't. I, I think with time between them, nine and ten, I would want that. But yeah, I never really thought about that they would consider that. And again, we're just, you know, I think this was a, we're all sitting down, we're trying to figure it out, we're not locked into anything. They might be locked into something, yeah. I don't know. But yeah, so it, it makes me think that, hey, it's in good hands. They're going to take the time and get some stuff, some stuff right. Yeah, mm-hmm. it makes me think when I compare it to like the original trilogy, where like the main conflict is resolved, if the main conflict of the sequel trilogy is resolved, and you go back in the day, they could have made a movie five, three, five years later that's just Han and Lando have an adventure. Right. right. Because you know these characters, and it's not of galactic importance. Mm-hmm. And it's exciting to think that they could do that with Finn and Poe. Like, just yeah. Finn and Poe have a, a road trip. Oh. In the, like, you see the way the galaxy is working now. If, if we had actually followed Legolas and Gimli on, on film on their yeah. adventures afterwards. Yeah, that, and that's, that's true. Like, let's say... 83 Jedi comes out and 85 it's uh, Luke and Lore Santeca going around the galaxy if yeah. like, if that had been planned you know what I mean like oh that would that's gosh, what yeah. you're kind of pitching and and I could be I could be interested yeah in yeah I'm intrigued mm. Yeah, I love that. I also loved how she said that Star Wars is a generational brand. It's about, you know, families experiencing it together. There really is something for everyone. Right. Oh, right, yeah. And she did so address great. to the the different filmmakers coming in. Uh-huh. And I think, uh, you know, someone I, I, I predict, I really do think Ava DuVernay will get a Star Wars film. I Absolutely. really think that's going to happen. She, she's working with Disney on Wrinkle in Time, worked with Abrams before uh, consulting a little bit on Force Awakens stuff. So I think, I think that was what she was addressing, stuff like that as well. Mm. Mm-hmm, definitely. Well, one a character that we may, who knows, we may get a spinoff on is uh, Kelly Marie Tran's character of Rose. She recently spoke with Entertainment Weekly about Rose Tico in The Last Jedi. And now you guys may have noticed that in this new photo that they released, Rose wears a crescent-shaped pendant uh, necklace in the film. Kelly Marie Tran says that it is, quote, definitely something that is significant to Rose backstory. Uh, Rose isn't the only one wearing jewelry, however, in The Last Jedi. <laughs> Poe Dameron wears a ring on a necklace in the film. Ooh. So what's with all this space jewelry? Ryan Johnson said on Twitter, quote, in rehearsals, Carrie, Carrie Fisher, grabbed my arm and told me with great urgency that we needed space jewelry. <laughs> uh, and he said, I thought that was a fabulous idea. So End quote. Uh, so how much do we love that Carrie Fisher was like, you need space jewelry? And he said, oh, yeah. yes, we do. Yeah. I love that Because I can hear her saying it. I can right? see her grabbing his arm. That detail makes yeah. it so real to me. I'm yeah. just, just sitting around like, you know, uh, look you, great. You, Ryan, you need some space jewelry. Like <laughs> the galaxy. I know George says there's no space underwear. Yeah. But there needs to be space jewelry. Yeah, I totally see that. It is a total reversal of like you can't have bras; they'll choke you in space. The yeah. famous thing right. George Lucas said and Carrie Fisher going like, "No, you can have bras 
and necklaces, lots of things to choke you in space. <laughs> yeah. And it really is also such a, a great detail mm-hmm. that if you think about what, what jewelry symbolizes, right? You know, like it can represent something. So for Rose, it could be representative of her sister or yeah. family or something like that. So it goes beyond just like a cool accessory. When I, when I read that, and, and I guess light spoiler, speculation talk. I do not know this. None of us know this for a fact. None of us do. But when I was reading that article and I was like, that, that crescent moon means something. I was like, Paige is a goner. Yeah, yeah. she too. is going to be taken off her dead body. <laughs> Sorry, know. everybody. I, I already got a Paige Tico action figure, and yeah. I've, I've mourned that action figure. Our, our, our yeah. mutual friend, uh, Joe Starr over at Screen Junkies this weekend, uh, tweeted out a picture of the Paige T- uh, Tico action figure. And, with, and Joe's not as up to date on the beats of Star Wars news. It was just like, I don't know who this character is, but th- I'm all aboard this character. This is a great character. <laughs> oh, I, no. Oh, no, Joe. I wanted to write, I wanted to, <laughs> Joe, don't get attached. But, uh, <laughs> not, we don't know that. Again, we do not know that. This is for just fact. opinion territory. Yes. Yes. Force Center feels strongly. <laughs> Paige Tico, rest in peace. Don't uh, get too attached to Paige Tico. Yeah, that's I what know. we're thinking. But yeah, excited to see what Kelly Marie Tran's doing and, and that this character, Rose, has, uh, has a lot going on. A lot of different parts to this uh, character, it would seem. Uh, mm-hmm. Serious, war-torn upbringing. Practical. Um, practical sense. And I still uh, hope... Um, some romance. Not that uh, Rose needs it, not that Finn needs it, but I think these two characters are in a position to give us a big Star Wars romance. Yeah, yeah, I would like that. Um, okay, well, let's talk about, since this is the last season of Star Wars Rebels, fans have been wondering what is next for Dave Filoni. He recently told io9 that uh, after 12 years of working for Lucasfilm, he feels indebted to them and wants to keep creating work for them. He also said that this is a very interesting piece of nugget here. Quote, I've had a lot of experience Experience now interacting with live action directors like Ryan Johnson, who's been really wonderful to me and showing me what their production is like. End quote. <laughs> so, how likely are we going to see Dave Filoni directing a live action Star Wars film or TV show? on the Disney streaming service. You heard it right here, kids. Lock it down. Dave Filoni <laughs> will direct one of those things. I think TV is a good fit. He knows how to yeah. run, knows how to show run. Um, but put him at the helm of, say, a Bounty Hunters movie. He <gasps> knows Star Wars. I know I know. Uh, he's come just from the TV side of things, but he knows Star Wars maybe next to only George Lucas. Mm-hmm. You know? He knows it that well. Yeah. I think it would be fascinating to give him like a Bounty Hunter movie that's just totally disconnected from Anything because I think with Clone Wars, obviously he's he's doing what uh, George wants him to do, right? And then Rebels, obviously he's it's his own thing, but he's really working within canon to make everything match up with all the movies, right? Uh, so it'd be fascinating to just see him tell a story like straight from Filoni's heart, yeah, that's not too hemmed in by anything else. But I think yeah. the live action TV show on the streaming service is the most likely. Most likely, I think that's what's going on. He kind of moved on from handling Rebel Rebels on a you know every minute basis to kind overseeing it um so it just makes some sense and you know again go, go to to say a movie tv show i think again is what makes sense but to say a movie n- no one understands a prequel era maybe quite like him yeah maybe george so if we need a bounty hunter movie set within those time frames or those limits that, that could be something that you could see too mm. yeah what do you think jennifer oh yeah i i think it's definitely going to happen and i love that he still has this close relationship with george lucas and then he also he has a sense feels a sense of responsibility to carry on george's legacies carry on George's ideas. Um, I think that that'd be very exciting. I love the idea of a bounty hunter TV show. Yeah. TV show, yeah. Brilliant. 
Um, yeah. So yeah, we'll see. But I'm gonna I'm gonna put some money down because I think it's happening. Does this mean nice. Jennifer, you're absolutely gonna have to get that Disney streaming service? Oh no, I'm already getting it. You already guys. signed oh, up. Oh no, <laughs> I've, I've been waiting for. I've been having to buy Alice in Wonderland and all these Disney movies. I'm like, come on, Disney, hurry up. Yeah, I already just send them five dollars just in the mail. <laughs> yeah, old school snail mail. Just send them five dollars. <laughs> That's true, Jennifer. I did not think of it in those terms. I wouldn't. I'm not a parent. You, the, the Disney streaming service might change parenting as oh, we know it. Yeah. Oh yeah, amazing. Because right now I'm wow. having to buy you know stuff on iTunes. I'm having to buy it on YouTube, and I'm buying all these Disney movies. Yeah. Yeah. It was just right there. Right there for the taking. <laughs> Disney oh, babysitting service. Exactly. <laughs> I, I need it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. That's, yeah. And Filoni, man, uh, yeah. God bless you, man. May the, may the gods be with you. I think he can make, he's got some great Star Wars stories to tell. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. excited to see that. Come on, Embo. Embo. Absolutely. So that does it for the news, which now leads us to two. Yeah, main topics tonight. You know, I wanted to. We we there's three kind of stories that uh, you know because of a recording schedule we didn't get to right away. Though Spotlight Star Wars this past weekend dealt a little bit with the Last Jedi TV spot and some of your wonderful theories taken from Patreon our Patreon page. But there's three big stories that I think I want to definitely get your guys's take. I, I've had a chance to address them publicly in other spots. I'll definitely throw in my my stupid two cents. But uh, <laughs> uh, I want to start with this idea this this news thing here. There's just um, yeah, the last Jedi news explosion is a good way to say what we got going on. And Adam Driver, this GQ interview, uh, in which he, you know, he's pretty open. He's cagey when he needs to be, but he's open in general. I think because he's a true, he's a, he's a true artist. Like he, mm-hmm. he's he's got that kind of side to him. He's a very interesting character. Uh, not, not Kylo, but Adam Driver himself, <laughs> uh, former military guy, and uh, just a different background. It's it's he's really fascinating to me. And so he, he seems like a very deep soul. So he goes in deep about a lot of the stuff about Kylo and Ray, and and what came out of it in this soundbite world is the idea that he said this Ray is a princess, and he didn't say that, Joseph. He yeah. didn't say that. It was that's an out of context thing. He's using this trope that, yeah. that the the prince and princess Kylo and Ray. Mm. Okay, yeah. So he, he said a. Uh, he- Princess who has to hide who she really is, right? Yes, right. yes. And, yeah, so, an identity of this princess. Right. Who's hiding who his, she His exact is. quote is, you have also the hidden identity of this princess who's hiding who she really is so she can survive. And Kylo Ren and her hiding behind these artifices. And uh, even GQ at the time, they write, Driver says, apparently dropping a massive revelation about Ray's royal origins. And I, st- I still don't think, so that's the quote. I still think he's just talking in general terms. Yeah. Really? I mean, uh, we speak extemporaneously on podcasts a lot, and we know how easy it is to say something slightly in the wrong way yeah. so it has a different meaning than you intend. So I feel like it would be news if he had – if the story of Ray is she does know who she is, mm-hmm. she is a princess, right. and she's been faking, like, all of Force Awakens was her being like, I don't know who my parents are. I don't know where I belong. Ha, ha, ha. I'm a princess. I'm hiding. You know, like, <laughs> if that was the story and he just said it yeah. in GF and Q magazine, right, yeah. I think there would be the rumble of thunder coming from Lucasfilm to strike him down. <sighs> If yeah. that was the actual story. So I don't think it's the actual story. So I think it it, it does kind of uh, just has yeah. a, have a nice rhythm with everything that we're seeing in the trailers of yeah. that idea of they both uh, think they're on these paths. Right. But they both are being told that they have these destinies. Yeah. And they don't really know who they are. And they can't really make the choice of how to fulfill which destiny. Yeah. Until they discover who they really are. 
Those choices, mm. those choices, Jennifer. Well, you know what troubles me, though, is mm. that there was some sort of promotional artwork in Japan where they mm. actually labeled her as the princess. Really? Ooh. Yes. I did not know that. Well, Fill I, in my empty brain with information. Yeah, I saw <laughs> it on Twitter, and now I don't, I don't, I can't read Japanese, So, but somebody claims that this is what it said. That it said take, Princess Ray or just Princess? It said the Princess mm. Ray or the new Princess. Now or I know, like I that. know, Star Wars. The I think it was StarWars.com. The Japanese version had had put out um, kind of a summary of of the Last Jedi without giving away plot details, but it it was translated and it focused a lot on Kylo and Ray, as we would imagine, and it kind of painted a different picture, but nothing that would make me think that. But but so that seems to be separate that they referred to her as. Princess the Ray. Princess Ray. I think actually st- our friend Steele uh, mm-hmm. tweeted it with "damn" as his caption. <laughs> really, I believe really. so. I'll have to double check. Okay. <laughs> but I was like, "Oh yeah, solid commentary." He's right. He's it's- right. Um, but it is it is one of those things where I'm like, uh, maybe they maybe they don't want to bring it, call attention to it. Yeah, because it is a huge spoiler. That would be if it is. Now let's just play the what if game. I yeah. want this yeah. is really where I want to get you guys' opinion. Let's let's just say. There is some truth to this. Whether or not I, you know, Ray knows or she was dropped off for now. Look, she was dropped off for a reason. Yeah, right. but if royalty is the reason, are you going to be okay with that, Joseph? Oh yeah, yeah. I trust. Uh, I trust Ryan Johnson and Lucasfilm mm-hmm. to handle it well and to not sort of have it, you know, just shoved in because there's a tradition of princesses and queens. Sure, I trust it to be a part of the story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know about her knowing that. That's weird to me. Yeah. That's yeah. weird because she's clearly on a mission to find herself and find her parents and find her place. Yeah. So that doesn't really gel with that storyline. Maybe right. it's actually her first name. Princess. Oh, Amy raised right. her last name and it's just, it's Princess. a really precious name that her parents gave her. Yeah, Princess Who <laughs> named her daughter Princess Ray. Well, yeah. you know, Ray in Spanish is, is king. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, right? maybe, I don't know, maybe there's lost in translation here. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. I mean, I still think we're going to learn, much like Jon Snow, that that's not her name at all, that that was taken from something. Yeah. That, you mm. know, she's baby Jane or something. Um, but I, yeah, I, the royalty thing, I don't, I don't particularly have a problem with it, but, but it, um, it would be a little bit of a repeat, maybe. But I, I, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. I, I trust how they would do it. Yeah. And I mean, going, taking it, your question all the way to like, what if everything that he said is accurate to the movie and right. is a huge spoiler? I suppose it could be from the perspective that in The Last Jedi, she realizes she is a prince. She is royalty. Princess. Right. She is royalty. And, but she's on this dangerous path of being in the middle of a war. So right. now she's trying to hide it actively in the events of Last Jedi. Oh, yeah, there, yeah, that yeah. kind of fits. Eh? Yeah, that could be it. I mean, a- again, Abrams referred to them in that way, the Prince of Princes, just kind of a, as, as a trope. So, yeah, archetypes, uh, yeah, arch- archetype, yeah. And so that that I still think uh, I still think it, it is what it is. Um, and he's just speaking in these big, broad strokes, but it also speaks to. I mean, we can we're having fun with it here, but it speaks to what this news. Cultures like Adam Driver spoils it. Even GQ conducted the interview. Yeah, kind of puts that out there. Yeah, and I just don't think poor Adam. I don't think that was yeah. the case. Yeah. Adam Driver just gave us some sweet clicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah exactly. No, I mean I love the way Hamill's been playing with some of the stuff of light, <laughs> yes. and dark, and gray, and all those kind of stuff. He's yeah. he's great that way. I did like one thing. This article doesn't pertain to anything, but uh, uh, reading it where Adam Driver 
on his character, Kelly Han Solo, says, When I watched the premiere, I felt sick to my stomach. Immediately thought I was going to puke. I was holding my wife's hand, and she was like, You're really cold. Are you okay? Because I just knew it was coming. I kill Harrison Ford. And I didn't know how this audience of 2,000 people was going to respond to it, you know? Uh, I love oh, that. God. I love that. Yeah, that's beautiful. Imagine. That's you know? great. Because it, uh, <sighs> I mean, it's still, that, that's tough. That's Han Solo, man. That's Han Solo. Yeah. The- Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs, no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The other news thing that dropped uh, was this uh, international trailer, which is so funny because we, we, we're obviously going to talk about the TV spot. But the international trailer for Force Awakens was one of those like, oh, my. There's a lot more here. Yeah, yeah. this is different. And this one kind of 
Not so much. C-3PO? Yeah. Looking about the same. What? Yeah, yeah. looking panicked. <laughs> and just a, a recut of the trailer. So what had happened for me, and I'm like, you guys, my guard was down. I was like, oh, that's good. Nothing else is going to happen. You know, am I wrong, Jennifer? Was that, was that, was that, I should have taken a more on-guard approach to trailers and spoilers. With the international Yeah, trailer? I thought the international trailer came out, I was like, oh, that's all they're showing. Great. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what I thought, I too. can watch freely. Not, this TV spot was like a... Attack from behind. That, no, it really was. That really was a shocker. The international trailer, yeah, just basically was like, oh, more of the same. Okay, mm. we'll, co- we'll coast to the film. And then when they hit us with the, the awake spot, as it's yeah. being dubbed. Right. Oh, what a sh- I mean, the opening <laughs> shot, I'm like, oh, it literally took the air out of, yeah. out of me. What? Yeah, that music, Joseph, is yeah. on point. It was so powerful. And I, I admit I've been fighting uh, more uh, not wanting any more details because I'm so just anxious. Right. So right. I didn't watch the international trailer just in case. And I okay. thought, like, if it comes up that we're really going to need to talk about it, then I'll watch it. Right, right. It was like, but if it's, and then it was kind of like a nothing burger. So I didn't watch it. Yeah. So that I, just like you, Jennifer, I was just, I was just scrolling through Twitter while I was doing work. Yeah. And suddenly, just on my Twitter feed, Luke Skywalker was on the Millennium Falcon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. On yeah. Twitter. Oh All God. over. It's like, nice Photoshop. <laughs> Go, what? Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought, too. Yeah, no, I know. Like, I was watching the World Series, and uh, and sports jokes aside, I know you're, you're not going to necessarily be watching the World Series like I do, Joseph. So yeah. you were just, you were not, you were completely caught. I was paying guard. attention to, like, the game. I wasn't sure, watching it, sure. but I was, like, watching the score Just on Twitter. Track. And yeah, I was, like, trying to get some writing done. Yeah. Waiting for my wife to come home. And then, bam. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I had a little I had a little moment of the dark side. Yeah. I, like, I went on a rant to Sarah <laughs> about, well, like, Tell who is it for? Yeah. It, uh, yeah. So I felt like with, I hadn't watched the spot yet. Right. I felt like. The Star Wars bubble nerds like, we're going. I have tickets yeah. four times for the opening right. weekend. We're going. You got us. We're good. We're there. And then like general people, why do you need to show them new things? Right. Right. Because it's the nerds who are always already for sure going who are even going to know that that is new. Exactly. Right. So I got really grumpy and was like, I just want to know the demographics. Why? <laughs> uh, show me your paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> and then I watched it and was like, oh, yeah, that's why. Yeah. Because it is so incredibly well-constructed. For the nostalgia, yeah. For the base fan, because it's just so light and dark. They're gonna fight. You remember Luke Skywalker? He's on the Millennium Falcon that you remember. Oh, you still remember that Millennium Falcon? Ooh. It's blowing stuff up. It's flying around. <laughs> you like space battles and laser swords and light and dark? Here you go. It's so yeah in tune uh, with a general audience. Yeah, for forty five <laughs> seconds, Jennifer, they uh-huh. really. Really packed a bunch in there. I don't remember a TV spot being that impactful. No, I don't either. I, like I like I said, it's just coasting through. What a shocker that they threw in all this new stuff. And I kind of was like, I didn't really need to see that. I kind of wanted to see that, experience that moment of seeing Luke right. on the Falcon in the theater. But, you know... Maybe I wouldn't have been able to take it in as much because I'd have been so shocked, like how I was when I saw this trailer. What What were some of the things? Were there any other things in the trailer that stood out that you like you didn't want to see? Um, there's one that for me is real big, but yeah, but w- the ending with Ray and the rain and Luke. I'm like, okay, oh, okay, well now for sure we know that they're gonna be in the scene together. Yeah, I don't think that obviously she's causing him this distress. But right, they're battling someone. You don't think he was just taking a nap in the rain <laughs> when she woke him up? <laughs> I don't go. know. I mean, or 
hurt? No. I, I think know. the caretakers pushed him over. The caretakers <laughs> and he's <laughs> like, this rude. isn't going to go how you think it is, yeah. caretakers. What there was that. You? Oh, sorry, sorry, no, no. There's that explosion of like, Ray's attacking Luke. And I, I didn't read it that no, way. No, no. I didn't. No. Like way. energy, you know, anger, concentration, all those things going on. But I didn't take it like she had just knocked him down and she's about to chop his head off. And, and that, that, uh, you know, it's a Bruder film work of the people who found that maybe <laughs> that section might have been reversed. Oh, I don't know. Right. I didn't look. Yeah. I admittedly yeah. didn't look too far into that. Yeah, I, I still. If that is the same scene, and it looks more like the same scene than say Ray and Kylo Ren extending his hand for the for the good old handshake of truce. There, um, I I think uh, I, I really would think it's more Luke going. Geez, finish your training. Yeah, finish your training. Trust me, of all the people, mm. <laughs> I'm telling you, yeah, don't rush off. I think that water cave is, you know, has some vision type stuff going on in yeah. it, and right. I think maybe that's a moment of of Ray, you know, wanting to run off half cocked. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the way I always feel that this is not going to go the way you think it's going to go. Right? Yeah, I right. agree. Um, and uh, that was it. Nothing and big, I'm Joseph. Think, what, else uh, I'm, what else? The fa- the the really establishing where the Falcon yeah. is, and at this point, you know, You're, you and I are the same. At this point, it's looking like Crate's the big. Oh my gosh! Yes, third act battle. Yeah. Yes, and then yes. really clearly putting like he was easy enough to guess like that. Those red crystals. <clears throat> yeah. Excuse me. Is probably where the Falcon is. Right. Yeah, yeah. But then this was this shot was like no, there it is. And see, I bursting I, from the ground that, for sure. Crate. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, I'm sorry, I was kind of leading this like it was a game show. You had to get the right answer. You all answered correctly. But yeah, that for me was the one, Jennifer, of like, oh, well, they're there. Yeah. Or at least the ship is. That was a huge moment. Yeah. That was shared. Yeah. 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 I mean, and we saw with Force, with any movie, and I get, I, 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 I bemoan trailers and spots and everything, and that's kind of uh, what a lot of us do in this industry. But I, 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 I totally understand it, and I love these trailers. I mean, gosh, I've watched yeah. that TV spot forty times. I think it's already. amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so good. But yeah, yeah, I, I definitely feel the the plot is starting to be connected. You know, I was hoping that the the Falcon flying in that tunnel. Uh, or what were you know the cave the yeah. red caves? I thought uh, yeah, it looks like crate crate is red. Yeah, the interior crate is red. Um, but I was kind of hoping it's another planet. Eh, maybe. Yeah, maybe I thought so too. Maybe yeah. could be. Yeah, no. I like uh, with all of it too that the the main bits of dialogue though for all mm-hmm. of the trust us yeah. you're gonna you're gonna see the classic stuff. All of the dialogue is the opposite of yes. It starts with. We have to kill the past, <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah, yeah. and then this is not going to go the way you think it's going right. to go. Right? It's like that's like this double layer of messages. I, like Luke Skywalker and the Millennium Falcon, but different. But different. I, I still think that's somewhat intentional. Oh, I still yeah. think, I think so a, they, yeah, they're really picking some of these lines carefully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the you know, the, it's time for the Jedi to die was more shock value. You know, especially yeah. if you're watching it at Star Wars Celebration and four thousand people in a room. <laughs> oh, 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 <laughs> Two thousand people dressed as Jedi. Yeah. It's time for you, you to. <laughs> ah. Yeah, but but the, the putting forth the choice of these characters in there. Um, I, I want to get what you guys think about the last two trailers. Actually, all all the promotional material trailer wise seems to be real light on um, Poe, Finn and Rose to a certain degree, Laura Dern, Benicia del Toro, a lot of that stuff. Um, shot to the Canto by Casino, but not a lot what's going on there. So they're holding a lot of stuff back, though. Right. Are they doing a good enough job, or do you need more or less of it? Oh, no. I, I think, uh, especially as we get closer, if we get uh, some more representation of the characters. Like, you know, they did that series of great, you know, one-sheet posters. Yeah. Uh, and I think more of that stuff I'd like just for 
representation. But in terms of advertising what the movie is, I think they're being honest. Yeah. I think they're doing like, you know, the opposite of like where Phasma was really present or Darth Maul. Mm. And I think like mm. this is really about Luke and Ray. And these other characters will move the plot forward, yeah. but it's, it's Luke and Ray and Kylo. Yeah. Right. In fact, I mean, dialogue-wise, Jennifer, now I'm thinking, thinking aloud here, we haven't heard from Rose, uh, Amalyn Holdo, Mm-mm. DJ, Mm-mm. even Carrie Fisher. Uh-huh. We haven't heard Leia speak yet. Yeah. Right. It really, if you think about it, we've heard Luke, we've heard Ray, we've heard Kylo, we've heard Snoke. And Poe. And Poe. Po. Oh, yeah. The, the fire. Great. Yeah. I love that. And Finn yells yay. Yeah, Finn yells That's yay. That's true. We got, we got <laughs> and the, the poor. poor. <laughs> <laughs> Chewy the poor. Yeah, Chewy yeah. the poor. That's about it. That's yeah, about which, it. which, so I like that. Are you I okay with that? I am okay for exactly that reason of of Phasma and Constable yeah. Zuvio and all these all these characters where we're like, oh, we're going to learn more about them. And no, we really Zuvio will be a nine. Mark my words. <laughs> Absolutely. Constable you Zuvio think? will be a nine. <laughs> He'll yeah. be leading the resistance. Yeah. It seems like a silly thing to kind of look at and analyze, Joseph, but I, I, I'm excited by the fact that I haven't heard these characters speak. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a great surprise. I mean, Laura Dern, Benicio Del Toro, amazing actors, you know, hopefully yeah. exciting new characters that we can read books yeah. about and comic books about forever. And then just the emotional power yeah. of hearing Carrie Fisher, hearing General Leia speak. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I would be really happy that if we don't get any 30-second random spots a week before, that's a bunch of dialogue, which we might. We might. I, I do worry about we those still might, but TV I'd spots. Oh, yeah, right. love to go into the theater not hearing a word from... Yeah, General Leia. What, what is that, Jennifer? Why do we? Why we? You know, we make fun of us being these fans in the Star Wars bubble, but that that kind of stuff matters, especially when it's to Leia right now. I get the big picture on that. Yeah, it's about preserving kind of the sacredness. I mean, as of as of now, I just think about like the, with the Force Awakens, and they showed us a lot in that trailer, but I didn't yeah. feel spoiled going in. Right. And I think that it was just a different way that I watched the trailers. Now, mm-hmm. when we when I watch it, I'm literally going frame by frame. It's kind of crazy. Sure. Uh, so I feel like I know a lot more, but I, I trust them, and I know they're saving these big big moments like hearing General Leia mm-hmm. yeah. and who knows what else for us to experience in the theater. I hope so. I don't want to get that. I'm afraid Thanksgiving weekend. I'm afraid of yeah. what's going to come out. <laughs> I, w- I would, I would guess one more official big trailer, you think? Yeah. Not counting TV spots, which that leading up to Force Awakens, those couple weeks before, I wanted to throw my TV out the window. Yeah, yeah that was a lot. And, yeah. and had the ability to say no for work. Screen Junkies, we didn't cover it. At the time I was working for them, we didn't cover it in that much detail like I, I might now yeah. or, or even with this podcast. I, I understand we might have to, but I don't want that. But do you, one more big trailer, Joseph? I don't want anything more. I, I mean, know you don't want, but do you think there'll be one more? Oh, do I think so? I think possibly, yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, and, and really, actually, Leia is the – Leia or either a big Luke moment yep. if they're really feeling like – because at this point, they need to, to uh, bring in the general audience to fill out that weekend. Yeah. So it's got to be something classic, something from the past. You're yeah. So right. Oh, I, I could, I could, I could see that. I could see that. Hopefully not, Jennifer. Hopefully I know, not. Hopefully not. I can't mute it. I can't mute the Last Jedi. So on Twitter, <laughs> you know what I mean. And I just curiosity. I'm gonna want to know anyways. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It, it it's look. It's hard to turn away. I I was on air for Schmoes and like clicked over and just happened to see Ray with the lightsaber and it's like. Uh, 
what did I just see? Mm-hmm. I don't want to watch. And the next time I'm being pulled into a trailer reaction. <laughs> and I, I, tell you, I don't, I often don't want to do those trailer reactions. That is part of a, uh, of my job because I just, yeah, I want to maybe save some stuff, but I know that's impossible. Mm-hmm. And then you see it and you're like, but Luke's on the Falcon. <laughs> yeah. Watch it again. Play it again. Yeah. Exactly. How can I be cranky about that? Yeah. Right. So that's kind of our, our look at some of the bigger news in the last uh, couple weeks here on Star Wars in terms of uh, as it relates to The Last Jedi. There's definitely a Last Jedi news explosion. And Ryan Johnson warned. He warned. He warned us all. Mm-hmm. It's coming. He's if you want to stay clear, free and clear, I recommend it and hope you can do it. But Stand by to stand by. Stuff is on the way. <laughs> so uh, that is what uh, we're looking at right now. But now we're going to go into audience questions. That's right. And uh, actually, I wrote down here mm-hmm. uh, because I wanted to not forget to mention it. And then I did. And I don't want people to yell us at Stokes Room was another thing that was in that TV spot. Oh, yeah. The throne oh, room. The yes, throne room. Course. We saw that. Yeah. And that was cool as hell. I do yeah. love it that looks throne room. pulpy and weird. It looks like actual Flash Gordon. Mm. Yes. All that yeah. glowing red, sparse red. Uh-huh. Beautiful. Anyway, I love it. I just wanted to throw that out there. So for people who are listening to this whole podcast saying, talk about Stokes Room, that we could fulfill that vision. Anyway, here we go in the audience questions. First up from non-Patreon sources from Twitter and Facebook, we have a question from Jonathan Stubbs who says, Kathleen has given each of you a specific character to pitch as a solo film. What character do you choose and what storyline would you pitch? It's a big one. Mm-hmm. Wow. So we can't answer Obi-Wan Kenobi, right? Well, I mean, you <laughs> can because that's really what we want, right? <laughs> we could pitch Kathleen. Whatever you got. Whatever you got. Whatever you got. Me Obi-Wan Kenobi. Kenobi. Um, wow. A specific character. Specific character. I, I still... Man, I almost... I don't know. I don't know. I hate drawing blank. And I and I actually looked at this question before and was like, "I'm gonna have an answer. I'm gonna have an answer." <laughs> I I I don't know if it's um, you know, if if it's something like Ahsoka. I oh. don't know if it works. It'd be tough to it'd be tough, but uh, not not that you couldn't put the character on screen, but just finding the right story for that character uh, because the character takes a weird path. She disappears. Yeah. She leaves the Jedi Order. All that kind of stuff. Um, so I don't know if I I might. If I'm just saying one specific, and I won't answer Obi Wan, I'm gonna go different. I am all on board them trying uh, with Darth Bane. Oh, nice, Aww. nice, nice. And if yeah. you're gonna do Old Republic, building it around him, just like those novels, uh, I could be on board with that. Okay, awesome, Jennifer. I'm so obvious, Maz Kanata, because <laughs> it allows you to have a lot of great cameos. She mm. could span so much of the Star Wars storyline. I want to know what, what's up with her Force abilities. You know, because right. she's Force sensitive. Yeah. What's up with that? How did she get the nickname the Pirate Queen? Let's see that scene play out, or you know, scenes. So yeah, I think there's a lot to mine there. Mm. Um, yeah, that's great. My choice. Yeah. Okay. How about you? I would go Obi Wan Kenobi, obviously, yeah. but I, I don't think that's the spirit of the question. Yeah. Uh, so I thought Mother Talzin from Ooh, the Clone Wars. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Because yes. my thought process is they need something that is going to be a real shock to the system, but also just kind of tells you what kind of movie it would be. Mm-hmm. So they could really blow people out of the water of like, this is going to be uh, with Ma- with Mascarada like a swashbuckling adventure. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, but with Mother Talzin, it could be like. There's this scary force witch. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Halloween. Oh, I love like, it. and just do a straight up horror movie with Mother Talzin. Yeah, I yeah. want it. That'd be good. It's a good character. And you know, I'm gonna cheat and throw in a second one. <laughs> Go yeah. for it. throw in a second one because you were talking about Talzin. Remind me of stuff. Um, young Palpatine. 
Yeah. Oh. Fall into the dark side or learn into the dark side. Uh, maybe retelling some of Lucino's book in a different kind of fashion. I don't know. Could be something there. Yeah, absolutely. Like be tough, though, making the bad guy the main guy in that way because it's dark. Yeah. So you have yeah. to maybe set it against something. Yeah, but yeah. I think it would be good. I, I'm all for young Palpatine. Yeah. Uh, next up, Stephen Kelly asks, why do we all love the Millennium Falcon, but everyone in Star Wars thinks it's a piece of junk? <laughs> Jennifer, do you have a gut reaction to that? Because it looks like a hamburger. <laughs> I, I forget. Some, did somebody actually talked about that, right? Uh, concept designer, something yeah. about the yeah. hamburger. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know why. I, it's just something about the shape. Um I don't know why everyone says it's a piece of junk. Uh, well, I, 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 I think we love it because everyone says it's junk. So yeah, yeah that's, that's why that's we it. love it. But why everyone in the galaxy? When that's a good question, Stephen. Because you know, Joseph and I think we're going to learn the Han Solo movie. The ship backs itself up every time. It yeah. does amazing things uh-huh. beyond maybe just the pilot. Though yeah. pilot has a lot to do with it. It has a reputation. Yeah, he's made a lot of special modifications. Yeah. Maybe people are jealous in the galaxy. Maybe. Maybe Yeah, I think it is that it's certainly from the audience perspective, it's an underdog. I mean, it's an underdog of a character. Like, nobody thinks it can do it. It's so ugly and junky. Like, yeah, yes, it can. And then it's funny when it can't. But I think, like, in-universe, I love this idea that it is old. Like, it's not top of the line. So I think Mm -hmm. it is... Like if you had a classic car, but it was not taken care of. Mm-hmm. Ken and I both talk about our Ford Fairmonts that we had, <laughs> late oh. 70s, early 80 models. Yes. And it's like you had one still rolling around in California, but it was not well taken care of. And it was yeah. rusty and it was missing hubcaps. And right. you showed up to like go like, we're going to the Star Wars premiere in my car. <laughs> Somebody would go, in that piece of junk? Yeah. But you look at it from another perspective. It's yeah. cool. It's classic. It's got character. That's, That's a good great. one. Yeah. Good question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a really fun one, Stephen. Thanks for that one. And now we go on to our Patreon questions from our patrons on Patreon. Dylan Cicero asks, what stories would you include in your version of Empire Strikes Back, A Certain Point of View? Mm. So for people who haven't read that novel, those stories are a lot from a specific character or a character that we've never met looking at an event. Lots of different uh, ways to approach that. Question. Yeah, Je- Jennifer, you, I, I have it written down. I need to find it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I would say, uh, from what I heard about the mouse droid, you get this mm-hmm. kind of this creature, or uh, whatchamacallit, droid. I would actually like a, the wampa. The oh. lonely Wampa in the yep. cave who's just hangry, mm-hmm. and that's all that it comes down to. <laughs> um, I'd also love a story with Lando and Lobot. Uh, heck, why not even the Ugnaughts? Like, there's so much there. I know I really want this to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, yeah. I want that. I hadn't thought of this, but I want that little uh, worker droid that's rolling around on the top of the Falcon that mm-hmm. Han yells at. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what's its little feelings yeah. about, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah you I would like that. It would have a view with a falcon. That would be interesting. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Oh, and I would love Obi-Wan's decision process of, uh, I've given Luke a couple years to try to <laughs> try to figure this out. Yeah. He's almost died several times. He, so yeah, He went and got possessed by some space witch. <laughs> All right, uh, yeah. So Got to pop in now and say, really... <laughs> Son, get your ass to Dagobah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's crazy. That's no that 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 needs to be explained. I'm yeah. sure it will because now, as, as the other from a certain point of view story with Yoda shows that they had that at the time of New Hope. Immediately, Yoda, Obi-Wan was like, "You're going to train Luke." Yoda was like, "No," and then you know, 
couple years, years go by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, of course, this, this would be an obvious one. I want whoever finds Luke's hand and or oh. lightsaber. Yes. Oh, I hadn't even thought about yeah, that. Yeah, the, the poor cleaning crew of Cloud City. Yeah. Oh, so good. Yeah. Ooh, I hadn't even thought about that. Uh, my list includes Major Bren Derlin. Oh, yeah. Uh, talking about the title should just be The Shield Dolls. Must be close. <laughs> um, Dax, Ralter. We got to get Dax. Oh, yeah. Feeling it, you know, the moments before he... You know, because he's in the ship, he's in the snow speeder first before Luke gets there. Yeah. So he's got to be all jazzed and ready to take oh, on the Oh, yeah, that's a sad three-page oh. story about yeah. how much he's ready to <laughs> yeah. take on the whole Empire by himself. Yeah. Uh, I want General Veers at Vader's chamber. Ooh. Uh, Captain Piet at the time of his promotion. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Uh, either the space slug or the Minox. Oh, yeah. Minox. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lobot, Ugnaz, you mentioned. Um, the Emperor. Oh, we sure. had the Shakespeare version of him learning about Obi-Wan's death and being scared about it, what it means. The Emperor at that moment and why he was playing this little game with Vader. And yeah. then both kind of like poking at each other in a Should we maybe way. just break the entire rule of two? Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to? You you for your own reason? You for your own reason? All right. All right. And that's then true. the final one, I think we can finally officially put him into canon, and that's Will Rowhood. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I think he needs Yeah, to. good old Will Rowhood. And what if it was just put in canon? That is an ice cream maker. <laughs> yes. There's ice cream in space. That. He was the Bespin ice cream guy. <laughs> he was the Bespin ice cream man. <laughs> There's a little jingle following him down the hall. Yeah, well, we just wrote half that book. Uh, yes. Thank you for that question, Dylan Cesaro. Cicero, uh, a lot of good ideas there. Final question. Jake Higgins asks, if the Jedi really do end by the time this sequel trilogy ends, does there have to be a new thing to take its place? I think it would be more interesting if Force users were able to form their own paths, much like Ahsoka. I think creating new groups just to signify good and evil again would be redundant. Mm. And this is a, a, mm. kind of a big one. Like, yeah. We could probably do a whole episode about this. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, and maybe we will. But maybe we will. Yeah, we'll, we'll uh, you know, tip the iceberg yeah. on this. Do you have initial thoughts, Ken? Well, I love, uh, Jake, that you invoked the name of Ahsoka. As I mentioned before, uh, you know, I, I believe in that character, love the character. What I love about it is that she walks away for some reasons. The Jedi Order was treating her kind of bad at the time of the end of the Clone Wars. But uh, when we pick up with her again, she is pretty defiant in not calling herself a Jedi. Maybe because she doesn't feel she deserves it. She didn't finish, didn't graduate, the Jedi trials, all that stuff. But I like the direction that character takes. We always talk about, well, we love these outside-the-box Jedi, the Obi-Wans, the Sifo-Dyses, the Quinlan Vosses, and Qui-Gon, and all this kind of stuff that don't quite follow the rules. Good old Kiati Monday looks like he follows the rules. Yes, Blo Koon follows the rules. Um, so I could see it taken on that, but I also still think you're going to see that this is not a misdirection. I think they're going to address with the nature of the Force and nature of Jedi and, and dark Force users and Sith and everything. But I, I still think we're going to have good versus evil pretty clearly. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's kind of the found, the foundation of the Star Wars universe. But I like the idea of exploring Force users, forging their own paths, maybe explore Force-sensitive people who are not Jedi. Um, mm-hmm. Just, uh, yeah, I th- it will be really curious to see what they do moving forward with a new trilogy. Yeah. Can you imagine? No yeah. no Jedi. Yeah. What would that look like? I don't know. It, does, it seems weird. It yeah. does seem weird. Yeah, and I mean, I, I wonder how much it is. Uh, I, we're going to get a lot in Last Jedi, but I wonder how much it is about organization, about how much it's re-embracing George Lucas's obsession with organizations become corrupt by yeah. the nature of organizations. That that's what Luke's accepting, and like maybe Luke's like, you know what? I'm going to go use my force powers to help uh, build huts or 
Yeah. You know, on Dammer River, like, you know, you could use the force power in other ways than cutting bad people's heads off. Yeah. You know, uh, so I think it's going to be about the organizational thing. And I will say, you know, this could be a much longer conversation. Yeah. You know, and I know people have incredibly strong opinions about the Grey Jedi. But I think that there's, to me, something essential about the Star Wars story about choosing your destiny, choosing your side. Yes. And I think you can come at it in life where you truly say... I don't agree with side A, I don't agree with side B, so I'm going to go side C. And that can be a, a triumphant choice, or sometimes it can just be a way to not make a decision. Right. right. And I, I want to see stories in Star Wars where characters are making decisions mm-hmm. and not just saying, like, they both suck, so I'm just going to do my own thing. And like, hey, right. what's your own thing? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I don't want. I don't want a, a non-committal force user. Yeah, right. yeah. Which and, and going back to the, the Ahsoka thing, definitely was committed. Mm-hmm. Yes. To certain things. And so, but maybe not answering to some higher doctrine. And maybe one day Ahsoka, you know, got herself a, a partner. You know, yeah. like, you know, maybe that'd be that. But that'd yeah. Amazing. But yeah, Jake, maybe we'll come back to that some other time. Yeah, great, great. question, Jake. Thank Juicy. you so much. Those are our audience questions. All right. Hey. That is it for this episode, the 88th episode of Force Center, the big show, the main show. We roll on. I mean, gosh, Force Center was launched in the shadow of Jedi Alliance. So Joseph still continues you doing it at that time and then i was uh, doing spotlight star wars on the knapsack files we started right around the time of the force awakens and the, yep. and the poster coming out i think it was the first real official episode i did with christian harloff calling him and mark riley was on and then uh, we started uh, picking up speed there so uh time time should be a flying yes wow. two years unbelievable you guys out there we appreciate your support so much and you can continue to support us uh finding us on twitter at force center pod we have the facebook page like us there we're on google play now and on tune in go to tune you can check out the podcast there and uh, just we got some good things cooking on Patreon. Yeah, that's right. So our, our Patreon is rolling along. We added some new goals. Uh, if you haven't heard the new Databank Brawl episode, we added some new songs that were written for us by the great Tony Thaxton. And uh, we want to do that for more of our individual shows, like the main show and Star Wars Counseling and Spotlight Star Wars and Jedi Beat and everything. We want to do it for all of them. Uh, so we have a goal still at 750. When we reach 750, we will do uh, one more of the episodes we'll get mm. their unique or, or one more of the shows not just one episode uh one more of the shows but uh before even 750 we have a new goal at 700 when we reach 700 we will do an audio recording of a watch along of one of the movies yeah. that's exclusive to the patrons and we will have uh, the patrons vote on what movie we start with yes. and uh, just a reminder because we haven't done it in a long time we appreciate people supporting us at any level really $2 a month, we're happy to see $2 a month. So yeah. if that's what you can do, we love it. Absolutely. And uh, we, we view uh, Patreon as our, uh, it's our, our you, you're all on, a, on, on, the, on the Monday morning conference calls. Yeah. We're trying to, we're, we're using the, your support for good stuff to grow this brand. And uh, don't forget, we're still, uh, like Joe said, on Apple Podcasts, but I'm ha- happy with the expansion to the other spots, Google Play and Tune In and on uh, T Public and get our t shirts. And uh, that is it for this week. Jennifer, you got a lot of things going on. It's not costumes, but yeah. you got other things. That's right. You can find me on all the social media sites at Jennifer Landa. I am doing a very exciting collaboration uh, with some company uh, about Star Wars and I cannot talk about it just yet, <laughs> yeah. but soon. I'm so excited uh, for you guys to see what it is. Uh, so coming soon. All right, Joseph. 
You guys can find me on all the social media, Twitter and Instagram in particular is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can check out my website, josephscrimshaw.com for comedy shows. I'm lining it up, but I think I'm going to be doing a New Year's show here in Los Angeles and probably a couple other pop-up shows in December. And I might even be uh, doing a a show back home in Minneapolis. So if you're listening in Minneapolis, uh, find my website like the ancient times of the <laughs> 1990s, early 2000s, josephscriptshaw.com. Uh, you can follow me at Ken Napsock. You can check out my podcast, The Napsock Files, uh, which is uh, just me talking about non-Star Wars things, <laughs> and Game of Thrones on Anchor, which is also a daily podcast. Daily Thrones is that show there. That is it, guys. So until next time, for Adam Driver and all the guilty feelings he had for killing Han Solo, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.